All right, everybody, welcome back to the Spicy PL Pod. This is episode 19. Here I am, Big Babel, a.k.a. Alex Babel, with Big Joe Cap, Joe Capolino, and Jim Marcotte, a.k.a. Big Peachy Boy. What up? So we took a little bit of a hiatus. We had a week off, had to deal with some you know, family stuff and just take a breather after our uh, slew of pretty sick guests. Fucking hat trick, turkey. Yeah, I mean, I think we had a pretty sick lineup. We had Carl. Yeah, CYC. We had Larry. The man. Mm-hmm. And friggin' the man And we had Sherman, the, Sherman the mega man. Oh, my <laughs> that God. That was insane. That yeah, was a sick pod. It just kept getting better. It kept, you know, and we're working on some more really special guests, but, you know, we're trying to, like, go crazy. We're putting all yeah. our chips in the middle, so we're not even going to say. Yeah, we don't want to announce anything yet, but we have some some really sick ones in the works. I think um, we're trying to outdo ourselves with each guest, so it's going to get harder and harder, but maybe, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be harder, but we're just trying to make sure that we keep it really interesting. Yeah. Well, we figured you you know we needed a good dose of just the three of us talking shit because that's the, the whole foundation of this pod. Yeah. So that's here the, we that's are. That's the roots of the pod. Here we are, episode 19 on the precipice of 20 pods, you know? So the sponsors should be come, coming <laughs> flying in. You know, Babel said the other day, it'd be, be nice if the pod wasn't in the red, you know? <laughs> um, we do have some overhead costs, which Babel takes on. <laughs> I mean, we're doing this for fun. We're doing this for entertainment, <laughs> but uh, we'll see where this thing goes. Sounds like people are enjoying it. We're getting a lot of feedback. We're getting a lot of comments and interaction with you guys and we hope to to make it more interactive as we go forward yeah yeah we're just gonna kind of freestyle this one we got a couple topics we want to hit on talk a little bit of shit but i mean out of our guests i mean what were the what were the highlights what do you think yeah i mean and my most recent memory um you know sherman was a huge highlight for me Mm. um he really stressed like being a well-rounded lifter like that's excellency to him as being good at all three lifts and uh you know he basically seemed a little upset with the current climate of raw lifters that don't know their history and don't know how good say a lifter like gene bell was compared to some of the guys right now who you know think they're at the top of the sport or the face of the sport which it's great that we have so much talent but um you know, power thing's not new, and Sherman's been around for 40 years. And, I mean, just his storytelling abilities was awesome. I don't really think we said much. He's just yeah. a beast. I mean, when when Sherman's <laughs> talking, you fucking listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can tell you some stories about powerlifting, and, like, you feel like you were there. Yeah. You know? It was great. So, yeah, he really stressed the importance of knowing the history. Um, and it was it was just pretty sweet uh, to, to listen to some of those crazy stories that you know, I've heard some of them, but I hadn't heard all of them. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard a lot of them secondhand. Yeah. Um, you know, and then with this b- backtrack to Larry, I mean, the highlight for me was Captain Kirk stories. Oh um, yeah. Throwing coaches around, guarding the gear, stuff like that, which, um, we had Bonica here, uh, for Labor Day, do some beach time. And she said, that's hundred percent true. And she used to be the youngest, you know, gal on the team, uh, back in her first stint in powerlifting, which a lot of people, don't remember um, when she was a 198, but uh, she was guarding the gear bags a lot. Yeah, I mean, 
I remember just this past year in Dubai, we were training and we were going to go like grab some food. And she was like, wait, you guys are just going to leave the gear here. You can't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, she has that instilled because they're still because of Kirk and Larry. Yeah. And, and some <laughs> other teams in, in the past having history of, mm. you know, stealing things or moving things around. Yeah. And sab- if sabotage. you put, if you put Sherman and Larry together and that story that Sherman told about, um, Larry going to protest Olex squat opening squat. That was an amazing story. Um, so me and PG have done that. Yeah. Got absolutely. turned away from the jury table because the squat was so high. They didn't even want our money. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best feeling. It's like hitting the nuts, right? PG. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget just going over at, at that nationals protesting, uh, uh, Cooper wages squat. And they just were like, Nope, you're good. <laughs> We're overturning that yeah, shit. Man. Yeah, man. That was, that was a good nuts. Yeah. Um, and then, and we had Carl and yeah. like, what can you, what bad can you say about Carl? Carl yeah. was, Carl's like the biggest gentleman in powerlifting. Um, and also probably was the strongest person on planet earth for like a four year span. Yeah. Um, just an amazing guy. Like, yeah, you know, people are, you know, one person, Ray Williams has squatted what, what he squatted raw. But when Carl squatted 490, it was pretty much perceived as unthinkable. Um, so he really was a trailblazer and, you know, people need to remember that, you know, someone has to break the barriers so others can, you know, break the next. Um, so it's, that was amazing just to hear him talk about his involvement in his club still as he's not really competitive and also how he is helping out nationally refereeing, coaching, running, uh, meets. So, yeah, he doesn't, he's a pretty low profile guy, very humble. So I think it was really a privilege to have him on and you know there's not a lot of a, a lot of you know content out there with not him, a lot of content so. out there for any of these guys yeah. so you know I, I thought it was really interesting to get them on you know especially Sherman no one's ever had Sherman on a podcast um so that was amazing and you know just to piggyback on on Carl and his episode uh you know in the 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 month that has gone by since we've done these all these guest pods, you know, we found out that Stavanger, uh, worlds, open worlds got postponed from 2020 November. Um, they finally ended up canceling it, but they pushed the entire IPF schedule up a year. So all the meets that were supposed to happen this year and in whatever location, it's pretty much assumed that in the second half of 2021, those will happen and the whole schedule gets pushed out a year. So, you know, still looking forward to going to Norway next year instead of this year. So World Games is pushed till 2022. Everything seems to be lining up. Just hopefully things clear up. Yeah. I or mean, we'll go we'll be going to Norway with masks and shit. Yeah. Because I don't think there's going to be cancellations next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm happy that they're they're keeping it in Norway because, I mean, Ukraine would probably be fun. Yeah, but like, Ukraine Norway is the next one. fucking sick. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I was so jealous of like you when you went in 2013 because the meat looks so sick on the it's live still stream. like the second best meat i've ever done and the only other one was world games where there was you know a venue provided all this funding all this free stuff mm-hmm. so i mean stavanger as a, a world is, is the best um you know and and i've also heard a rumor that the arnold's gonna get pushed to the second half mm-hmm. of 2021 just because people don't believe that you know this stuff is gonna get worked out mm-hmm. early by early next year I think it makes sense. I mean, we're already, I mean, halfway through September. Yeah. It makes sense, but it's going to be interesting to see who does what because you're going to have, you know, 
Arnold, Raw Worlds, Raw Nats all pushed into a maybe a four to six month period. Um, and, you know, obviously open worlds, open nets in there too for the equip lifters. So we're all going to have some interesting decisions, but it's good for me, man. I can, I'm still on a bum wheel. It's yeah. pretty great. Heal up. Take your time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, we're going to Fort Collins actually tomorrow for the lift together for charity. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. I mean, it should be a, should be a fun time. Uh, I think um, they're taking a lot of precautions for COVID um, outdoors, all mass, very mm-hmm. s- limited. Uh, groups. Socially distanced conversations and groups, um, multiple bars. Yeah. Just seems like Natalie Hansen and Bryce Lewis are doing a good job with that. Yeah. So we're excited about that. I myself involved in a couple things. I think I got roped into a donut eating contest. Yeah, that's before. Oh, you got, you got roped into it? <laughs> so you got it, roped into well, it like you like, wouldn't volunteer for that? That's on Saturday, right? So, so yeah. you're doing the donut eating contest, and then you're doing... Then a, I'm going to max my bench and equipment. That should be interesting. And then we're going to take like a four-hour break, and then I'll probably have to nap, and then I'm supposed to like deadlift till 11 p.m. or something, which I'm down with. We train. At the, I mean, for everybody watching this, where whatever time you're watching this, we're doing this pod, it's about half past midnight on a Wednesday, but this is normal shit for us. Yeah, and then we're, we're flying out tomorrow. But um, I know that it's all going to be on Twitch, and that's going to be the main area where you can watch it. And Ellis McLean's Twitch account is going to be the main Twitch account for you to watch. And um, Twitch.tv slash Ellis McLean. Yep. And, you know, again, this is raising money for mental health awareness um, and NAACP. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it's all for a good cause. So... If you guys tune in, yeah. If you're in the, if you're tuning into the Twitch, there'll be ways to donate. Um, you also, if you want to follow at Lift Together for the number four charity on Instagram, there's going to be posts about how to donate or how to watch the events, what the schedule is. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think I, I'm supposed to MAS wrestle Bryce. <laughs> um, yeah. there's a single ply. I'm going to be in a single ply. Uh, roundtable discussion with some other equipped lifters on programming and lifting and gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and for everything that's geared, you know, there's also the equal and probably plus amount for raw. So I know like Bryce and Sean Noriega and LS are going to sit down and talk about um, programming for raw lifters. Um, there's going to be some funny stuff, some trivia, some crowd control training where, you know, people have to do stupid stuff while they train like raw lifters trying gear, mm-hmm. you know, wearing oven mitts when you deadlift stuff like that yeah it should it should be thoroughly entertaining so i i think if you go on that instagram page you can see what the schedule is it's like four full days programmed with all sorts of round tables funny events cool events so definitely yeah. definitely check that out um no no it'd be yeah. interesting bav is like i want to see the difference between the equipped round table and the raw round table how many like specific muscle groups and like fucking you know very big vocabulary words are you gonna see at the raw versus like the equipped Uh, the raw is definitely gonna be a dick measuring contest where um (laughs) equipped dick measuring as in like who's nerdier you know as our our friend kevin can says the pocket protector power lifters Mm -hmm. um and you know us equipped lifters we've thrown so much shit at the wall so we have a little looser view on you know our our powerlifting lives yeah, you know the average letter count on the on the words thrown around. Like not, even even be twice the you twice know the size. Natalie's a much smarter, better 
and, you know, more intellectual lifter than me, but we've also been coached by the same people for a long time. So it's like, it all comes out in the wash, even though she's, you know, levels above me in intelligence and talent. So like, you know, we, we all have, we all share these, you know, the, the, the lack of, I don't know, vocabulary. I like, guess. like what I want to do is I want to watch the raw round table and just count the number of times they say the word extension. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. If you don't know the difference between extension and inflection or whatever the fuck you it just is, can't even lift. You can't. Yeah. That should be like a barrier to entry. If you want to, you know, sign up for raw nationals. <laughs> like, do you know what these fucking <laughs> vocabulary terms are? Yeah. No, get the fuck out. Um, yeah, it'll be a good weekend overall. I mean, on the other side of the coin last weekend, we observed a similar type of event that had absolutely no charitable purpose. And let me preface this because, you know, we may be, you know, painted as, you know, going back, you know, going against what we say or hypocritical. But, you know, I, I even told Natalie, like, I'm nervous about this, leaving the state, going to an airport. But I'm on the fence about it. Like, if some, some part of it feels a little bit irresponsible, but. I think, you know, Joe. Joe asked was asked to do it. It's for a really good cause, and he's been itching to, to get out there. Yeah, I'm it, not willing to go know. back on my word for an event like this that you know is centered around a charitable cause. Do did I ask questions on why do we have to let lifters from Florida and Texas come? You know, mm-hmm. should there be more stringent regulations? But you know, Natalie assured me that they are going to follow the protocols, and if you're not going to wear a mask, you're going to be asked to leave. So, you know, there is some risk of us sounding hypocritical here, but I don't care because I I know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to carry myself. But, you know, watching the event at Power Build Gym (laughs) last weekend was extremely disappointing um, to see some of my favorite lifters going there and super crowded gym. You know, I I, I think the, the main differences between the Power Build I guess it's a one year anniversary where they just decided to have like a lifting event over a couple days last weekend and lift together is ours is centered around a charitable cause and no one is there just watching everybody who got invited to lift together is a part of the event Um, where it seems like a power build. They just pack the gym full of people to watch some people deadlift or do mock meets and literally just arm in arm watching no mass in sight completely inside. Yeah. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty, <laughs> just pretty blatant. And, and I, I just happened to read through some comments and, you know, you know, I take coronavirus seriously only because I know it's hurting a lot of people out there. There's no doubt that people are hurting. Um, so there's just no reason you shouldn't be wearing a mask, um, especially in gatherings of people. But uh, I was just reading some comments uh, when, you know, people on Instagram decided to give the organizers event a little flack. And basically these people, the gym owner, just basically said, like, we don't believe in coronavirus. You guys are idiots. Hmm. So it was just upsetting to see that people would agree. You know, I actually DM'd Ashton, said, dude, why would you do that, man? He's like, listen, man, I showed up with my mask and nobody had it on and I just kind of took it off and I was like I understand Ashton's kind of a soft-spoken dude he's not gonna you know cause a fuss he he agreed to go and but I basically was like dude you're you're a stud if Ashton Ruska wears his mask then everybody else will wear their mask but you know he, he seemed uneasy about it but he did what he did 
Um, strong as fuck. You know, we don't have to really talk about it. Everybody knows we're going to talk about it another time. Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's weird when you get in social situations and there's that kind of peer pressure type of thing, but to, to lead by example, um, in this time, I think is, is pretty important and powerful. Yeah. I also messaged Heather Connor and was like, yeah, no mask, huh? And she didn't answer me, which, it, you know, we, we are friendly. She, yeah. she usually would. So I feel like she just didn't want to get into it with me cause I'm a dickhead. But, I mean, but um, if, she's if also going believe, to live together. So I wanted to know. Yeah. If you believe or if you don't believe in this thing or I, I don't know if you think you're healthy and you're not going to get anything so you don't have to care, just like consider other people. Like it's really not that big of a deal to wear them. Yeah. I'm not you like can wear cons- something loose that's yeah. not like you can wear something maybe a little bit more breathable if you're lifting. But you know, I, I, did, I did a meet that was outside. It was a small amount of people, mass everywhere. And it really wasn't that bad. Doing a single. I mean, I, I wear a mask probably, you know, 10 hours a day. I wear a surgical mask 10 hours a day. I mean, it. you just, it's a non-issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't right. even realize it's on your face after five I minutes. just, the whole point is like, uh, you know, I'm not worried about us getting sick or, you know, a, a 20 to 30-year-old lifter getting sick, but then those people go home, see other people, see other people. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, it's about the community. It's yeah. about being a, a decent person for other people. Well, you know, that's another thing that like, you know, a lot of people don't give a fuck about anybody else besides them. So, you know, we kind of talked about that with the raw crowd, how they're very kind of like keep to their own kind of, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm just wondering if that has something to do with it. Oh, 100%. You know, they just don't care. All right, we called out people. I think, it, you know, we don't want to. Yeah, I mean, mainly we want to call out Power Build Gym. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Cool gym. Well, let's call out the, uh, what is this, the U, the U, USPC? Is that UPC? No. <laughs> That's uh, some other shit in the news <laughs> recently, right? This is a uh, faction. U- a no, faction. faction. No, no, it's U- USPAC. U- no, no, it's USPC. USPC. US, the USPC. So this is a, a Fed that was spawned from uh, USPA members um, that got booted out of the USPA or had some problems with the USPA because um, I, I believe it's like a, a pretty prevalent meat director in the USPA's wife. You know, has some past of sexual abuse of a minor mm-hmm. and it came to light with the the uspa and they said you know we can't have this person around young people um and you know she she can't be a judge and she can't be involved with yeah the, she can't be a USPA. national rep anymore basically and her husband basically nonchalantly was like well you know i didn't you know that was a while ago and you know you guys are wrong and i'm leaving i'm starting my own fed yeah, so it seemed like happens. it was like we were trying to explain it to Lou, and I was like, basically, it's like Big Titty Mike uh, and his girlfriend. You know, like his girlfriend, and this is completely hypothetical because I'm trying to make this, it this like the equivalent, anecdotal. The equivalent, like his girlfriend had sex with a minor ten years ago, and like Larry Manley found out, and then Mike was like, okay, well now all the meats in the Northeast are gonna be um, Big Titty Mike fed. And that's basically what happened. And then, like, I looked at the Instagram, and like, they basically just like changed the logo, and like, all the meats they had sanctioned for um, USPA just became USPC. This gentleman, in particular, pretty much has a meet every weekend because he runs meets in the entire Southeast yeah, region. There's, there's like twelve meets or something so, between now and the end of the year. And basically, there were memes like, "Oh, it's dead before it even started." But I did see there was a pretty packed competition. And um, 
it seemed like you know it was pretty nonchalant no mast whatever spotters and loaders lifters there's some pretty good lifters who lifted at it that dude johnny johnny i'm just calling him johnny bench man it's like his handle's like power builder but spelled wrong (laughs) yeah it's like latest man to bench 700 pounds well no he did 700 at that like he opened east race muscle thing and then he did 705 at this thing it was a 308 308 308. yeah Yeah. 308 he broke mendelssohn's record i mean it's pretty cool um you know that was one highlight but i'm like wow this fed is still this fed might live i don't think so well, pervert fed i was uh <laughs> i was memes looking are, on uh, the open powerlifting so and he's the guy who runs open powerlifting i don't know who the fuck it is but he basically posted like for the next like couple months we're gonna accept the totals from this bullshit federation because we don't want to ruin anybody's like meat prep or whatever but like going forward all the other meats are not going to be like official we're not going to recognize them as meats on our open powerlifting I see. So maybe huh. maybe people were just like fuck it. I yeah, people really do care it. about their open power thing shit. So they like, really that do, probably yeah. will affect the Fed. There's probably a lot of people that just had no idea, or like I don't know how it worked with registration. If they registered for it thinking it was uh, USPA, and then you know then yeah, all of a sudden not, it's a different thing. Yeah, not everybody's like, on the interwebs. Yeah. Like we are, like just checking the bullshit and looking at the funny ass memes. I'm, I'm sure that there was no refund too. I mean, yeah. You know. The, yeah, the USPA was like, no. I mean, you were peaked. Done. I mean, all this shit happened in a week, which was crazy. The guys just started a new Fed out of nowhere. So I think some people were probably blindsided. But um, hopefully that fucking goes away. But I also saw a couple of weeks ago, USP, the USPA drug tested nationals happened in Columbus at the convention center, which, you know, we're all familiar with from the Arnold. It's a big, big, you know, they had a big, big room, but no mass. No mass on the lifters, no mass on the spotters. I thought that was odd. You know, I, I coached a USPA meet, you know, maybe five weeks ago and, um, we all had masks on the lifters were, able, were allowed to take their masks off for their attempts, which differs from USAPL. But again, um, everybody else had a mask on 24 seven and lifters had the mask on other than when they were on the platform, you know, it again, like we're all just trying to get by like, you know, something I didn't want to back out of for the two lifters I had in there. Um, and it was capped. It was small. It was in. Um, it was outside of a bay door of a CrossFit gym. So I was comfortable there. But you know, to see the national meet not really have those restrictions was kind of weird. Yeah. So the only thing I can think of is maybe they don't have an official policy. So maybe the state of Ohio doesn't have a mask mandate or something like that. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, I think I think time will tell what happens. But I think you know, obviously, once more more and better and faster testing is available that's really going to be key but until then uh i'd like to see some sort of precautions at least wear a mask how fucking hard is it? we're seeing some crazy shit man it's crazy fans in nfl games shit like that let's see what happens pg's pg's playing poker every day you know things are happening the world must go on u.s open one thing i did you know i want to talk about randomly is uh because i was at that meet five weeks ago and and a local guy, Carlos Moran, was lifting. Mor- Carlos Moran, sorry, sorry, Carlos. And uh, he was he was doing a uh, like kind of like a mock meet or a little test drive, five weeks out of the showdown meet. Now the showdown meet, I don't know who's lifting in it. I think like obviously Carlos, but what I did see is John Hacks lifting in it. One ninety eight. Holy fuck! <laughs> Holy fuck! And I just think it's worth talking about. 
I think we'll talk about it after the meet, see who, who does what. There's some really good lifters lifting. I just don't have the roster. But John Hack's training after he gained a little weight just looks crazy. Did you see any of this? Yeah, I, yeah. I saw some of it because uh, Nick Wright reposted it on his Instagram. And uh, Rhode Island stand up. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was crazy. Like he didn't he squat like seven, seven forty something, and he benched he benched like five sixty, five seventy three like or something. Yeah, and he pulled uh, eight eight forty three. Yeah, mean, what the fuck? Conventional. It's crazy. He's goat status, man. He's, he's impressive. Well, when we were talking about the goats, didn't he have like the highest Wilkes and the highest uh, yeah. GL points or whatever the fuck, or highest dots? He was up there, Crazy. dude. His dots was wild. His dots was wild. He's just he doesn't look like a powerlifter. Just he's long, you know. Yeah, he looks like a, his just muscles are just different. I don't know. <laughs> I think freak. I saw he signed up for uh, a strongman competition too. Yeah, he got invited to the under ninety kilo like strongman. Yeah. I don't know if it's America's Strongest Man or. A world, some some world level thing maybe even yeah. ultimate strongman. Um, he's probably gonna kill it. <laughs> yeah, he's been training like. Yeah. I remember like fucking around trying to clean and jerk through a weight, and like, I can do it, but it's like it's not fun. But he's like clean and jerking like, he's like practicing for some kind of overhead lift or something, and he's doing like three forty at yeah. wow. like half my size. It looks easy, it's crazy. Yeah, it's dumb. It, he's kind of crazy. He does it with like calibrated plates and like dumps the bar. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the kid just doesn't give a fuck. It's great. Whatever. Bend, bend it, whatever. So yeah, I just want to touch on that real quick. Well, talk about freaky lifters too. In the, in the recent uh, past couple of weeks, uh, Taylor LaChapelle, shout out. Yeah, shout out Taylor. What up? I know you listen to the pod, and you hit me up and said, "Does this performance earn me a spot on the pod?" It definitely does. You're a sick, sick lady. Um, and that's the thing. Like meets are going on. You know, it is a new normal. And uh, she competed at one of the Limitless meets run by our boy, Quentin Meyer. Shout out, Quentin. Um, great gym, following all the rules. Looks clean, looks, looks you know, organized. Mm-hmm. Social distance. Great job. Um, yeah, Taylor went like 490, 292, and 451. Equipped, but at 57 keys body weight. Uh, it's an unofficial junior world record, and it's an open national record, which counts as a national record, even though it's not a national meet because of the way the uh, rules are structured this year for um, local meets only. And uh, every lift was a fucking absolute grind. That's good. It's good. I like I, that. I mean, sell out. Like, yeah. she's probably wrapping it up for the year. Was it just shy of world records? Is it like the second highest total or something? It's like a junior that. world record probably by a lot. I don't know. Actually, I remember Bevel um, hearing that it might have been the second highest total at 57. Yeah, like open. Yeah, I world. think you're right about that. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, Taylor's, people might not realize. Plus, She's I mean, young. She's so young. Yeah, she's still a junior. Is she like 22? I think this might be her last year as a junior, but she's won Junior Worlds, and she was on the open team last year with us in Dubai, lifting at 22 or 21 years old. And I think she plays fourth or fifth. And, like, forgive me for the details, but it doesn't matter because, like, I was super impressed. Um, and she also did a shit ton of meets. You know, she did Junior Worlds, and she might have done something else, and then she did Open Worlds all in the fall. Um, really impressive. Yeah. So shout out, Taylor. Shout out. You're a beast. Yeah, I guess um, 
there was some other thing we wanted to talk about. It was, um, I saw something on social media. It was uh, Greg Panora posted something that kind of interested me. We should see if we could get Big Poppy Panora on the pod. We should. That'd be sick. Yeah, him. we got a wish list grown. <laughs> he's probably got a lot of shit to say and a lot of shit to talk too. But, oh yeah, he's the king. But he's like he's like sneaky, super intelligent. I'm like, damn, Greg. Yeah, I think it would be great to have him on the pod. So let's just put that out into the uh, into the ether. Yeah. So like, just for the background, like we we've we've you know expressed our wish list, and we've gotten leads through listeners. So thank you out there. Yeah, there's a couple that you know. There's not a lot out there that that they, they don't have a big social media presence, but. To to hook them would be a would be a, a big catch, monster catch, monster. <laughs> They're catching the Loch Ness monster. You like flopping the f- fucking aces full of kings, you know? Yeah. But anyway, what I saw Greg Panora posted it was a was a post. He said the head judge has so much power with that press command, he can basically add or subtract fifty pounds on your bench by taking an extra breath before saying press. Literally the power to destroy six months of your life, and they know that. And I thought it was an interesting observation, and I think it's pretty true. I mean, who who hasn't been like, you know, you go to the meet, and you're like, oh, watch out, the, the press commands are long, or, oh, shit, this is awesome, the press commands are quick, you know, I'm going to oh, fucking yeah. hit, a, I'm gonna hit a national record. So, like, I think it's a great point, and I think the more standardized the sport can be in terms of rules, the more legitimate it becomes. Um, so, I mean what do you do about this? And the immediate thing that comes to head is like, get rid of the judge having to give you a press command. So what's that mean? Does that mean touch and go? Or does that mean you do Paralympic type rules where there's rules against heaving and bouncing and there needs to be a distinct pause that's noticed by the judge, but the judge doesn't have to give you the press. Yeah. It's on the lifter. What do you guys think? I think, Touch and go would be super interesting. I think that's the only way to standardize it because in the IPC, and, you know, I've watched a lot of Siaman Rahman videos, rest in peace. Rest in peace. You know, and uh, there were lifts where he was no lifted. Um, And other, I I watched some other lifters. Um, They get no lifted. It's kind of like random. It's kind of like watching an IPF meet in the early 2000s where, the lifters are getting no lifts and the lifts look picturesque, but you just it still you don't happens. know why. It still happens to the, to the like, lay to the lay viewer that's not like yeah. not to the same manner though. Like you would see Early guys bury fucking squats and just get three reds. Yeah, like, crazy shit. Fuck? So like when you watch the Paralympic benching, um, that happens a lot. They, uh, they have strict rules. You yeah. know, you have to your elbows need to extend at a, at the same time. So how do you like judge what like yeah there's no uneven lockouts there's no staircasing and that's stuff that ipf world records get set we're doing it you know like blaine comes to mind and you know jake amandola's heave style comes to mind none of that would be allowed in ipc luis loves locking one oh yeah it's classic (laughs) i I think that that's that's fine i think that that's okay and i think um you know if you press it you press it just as long as there's no downward motion yeah. That should be fine. So I think the IPC you know, with Paralympics is a little strict on that, but maybe the way that they're doing their press is uh, well is is a good way. Yeah, way, well, a good method we we could adopt. To get back to to my point, yeah. it's like I think the only way to actually standardize it because if you watch the IPC bench pressing, there are calls 
that it's still up to the discretion of the judge. Was it yeah. paused enough? Was, was it locked it out even? So you get these random no lifts, right? That look really good, right? And and depending on how strict the set of judges are, there's still variance, mm-hmm. right? I think that if you don't have an even lockout rule, it's just got to be fully locked. You have a start command, you have a rack command, you don't have a press command, and you don't pause. That's the only mm-hmm. way to standardize it. All the judge, all the judge has to see is if it touched the chest. Yeah, heave, bounce, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of that too because, because you can only heave a certain amount without lifting your ass or head. Yeah. So I think the ass and the head rule has to stay. But like, you take away heaving, Jake Amendola is no longer the world record bencher. Maybe he would adjust. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of precedent. Yeah. For that style, I, of I think that's the probably the best way to standardize it. Standardize it and leave the uh, I guess subjectivity out. Um, I think raw benching and equip benching are probably the most different in terms of like raw versus equipped. And maybe it would make sense to have different rules for the two of them. For yeah, you know. I, I don't think it would make a huge difference for equip because. A lot of equipped lifters, you're waiting for that press command. You're descending so slow and so, you know, tight in the gear that you're basically getting good equipped judges. You get the press command when you touch your chest because the bar is motionless because you pretty much arrived at that point so slowly. Mm-hmm. And that that that's that's when, you know, things are hitting on all cylinders. I feel the the bar just nick my shirt and I get a press command because I'm yeah. so slow. Um, they're usually quicker too, and it, it's a lot. It doesn't take as much off of your lift, I don't think. Yeah, well, the mean, shirt helps. The, yeah, maintain and, the strength through the pause. Well, you're so the the standard of judging to get a press command is that the bar has to be motionless. So I think that when the bar comes down slow, it's easier to identify a motionless bar mm-hmm. versus when you're benching raw and yeah. the bar comes down super fast. When is it motionless? So there's like a like there's a like. When the judge is watching the lift, there has to be a point where they're like, okay, it's paused. But if you're watching a quit bench, you're like, are they touching? Are they touching? Are they touching? Are they touching? Oh, they're touching. Press. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a much different like uh, rhythm, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think the press command could probably still stay in equipped and not have much of an effect on on the lifters. I mean, obviously, yeah. it wouldn't change anything. I don't think there's much benefit from going away. I think it would actually cause more confusion. Because there are probably lifts where I'm like I'm not touching, and it's almost a um, yeah. it's almost a help for you to for someone to tell yes. you to press it. Well, then I've I've been on both sides. I've gotten press commands without touching my chest for sure, because it was so close. And usually, you know, there's lighting and shit. There's shadows, black singlets. I've definitely got benches passed I never even touched. Hundred percent. I'm saying this on the pod. I don't care. Pretty important meets too. Um, and there was a there was one meet that sticks out in my mind always that I got like a six second press command because of the bench style. I actually saw the uh, head judge the night before. He's a funny little French man. He was ripping a cig, so I stopped and had a conversation with him outside the hotel lobby. You know, waited with him while I ripped a cig, and he said, "You better get ready for a long press command tomorrow." I, I've I've seen you lift, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm ready." I, I figured he's just joking. Yeah, he wasn't joking. So um, (laughs) I got like a six second press on my opener 2017 worlds and you know, one arm ended up not locking out and the jury actually gave me a relift because of the press command. 
That's how bad this guy was fucking with me. And f- if you know me and my relationship with like IPF judges, if I'm getting a relift, something really egregious happened. Or any American. Americans don't really get relifts. Um, I ended up taking it again, just getting so gassed, taking two attempts in a row. And then I had to f- basically like followed myself twice. Not actually, but it was pretty much you know, close to that where I was going benching 750 three times in a row with low rest. And I ended up bombing out of the meat. You know, I could have been in better shape. I could have opened lighter. There's a lot of things I could have done, but it was, I was upset that day. And that was the closest I ever was to winning a world championship. If I didn't bomb the bench, I probably would have won. Um, so that one sticks out in my mind, but yeah, so like there, there is some variance, but I think the press command could stay and equipped where I think raw, you know, we don't usually like give the raw lifters any, any help here, but why not let them go touch and go? They're not, most of the guys are not doing that much weight anyway. Mm-hmm. Let them have some fun. Ben, raw benching is pretty boring until like a few guys come up, you know? Yeah. If you cut, co- I mean, if you go to any gym in America and you see some guy saying, oh, I bench 405. You don't ask him how long the fucking pause was. He came down and he's like, did you touch your chest? You kind of just make sure they touch your yeah. chest. Yeah. Did you touch your chest? All right. Yeah. You know, and then I think it's more, it's more acceptable for, for new viewership or people that are just gym, you know, gym goers that know what the fucking bench is. They know what the squat is. They know what the deadlift is. That's what makes powerlifting so accessible. And so when you start having weird rules and then you have to explain, well, I, you know, I, I bench 400, but it's with a pause in competition, but, you know, touch and go, yeah. I can do this. You know, it's kind of like depth in the squat, too. Yeah. It's like, it's like you know, the squat and the bench are very similar lifts. They have an eccentric portion, portion and a concentric por- portion. There's a start command and a rack command. Why on the bench is there a press and in the squat? There's no up. It's up to the lifter's discretion how deep they go. Mm-hmm. Right, so maybe the bottom of the bench should be the lifter's discretion, whether they have to pause it or not. You know, I'd be willing to debate that, but there shouldn't be a third command. Why does the bench have to have three commands? You know, it's basically the yeah. same lift. Yeah, I think probably if I had to guess, the origin is probably because of the variance in the judges deciding whether or not you paused it long enough. So they're like, "Fuck it, we'll just have the head judge give a press, and that's that." But at the same time, I kind of agree with you. I think that it should be touch and go because with a squat, you don't have to fucking pause your squat. You know? And, and so to go into history, sh- whatever. Right? There was, I choose there to pause it, but you don't have to. There wasn't <laughs> always there wasn't always a press command. Yeah, like we're gonna get like the Mets fan nineteen eighty six on here or something, whatever, telling us like in nineteen seventy there was no pause. No, you I think it was <laughs> I think it was a pretty recent, like within the last twenty years. I think it was pretty Yeah, recent. I think you're right about that. I think that, like actually. early 2000s is, Maybe. is when it got implemented. There was a actually. lot of there's been a lot of changes in the bench rules since like 2000, the head rule, the belly bench rule. I mean, we could stuff. talk about this all night. Yeah, we don't need to. <laughs> I think the head rule is dumb, and I think I think it's good. I I think it's dumb. Well, no. I guess for a I guess for raw for raw it's dumb. It's dumb. Benching for benching equipped, could be completely different raw. Is yeah. where we're getting it. Yeah, for equipped, I guess like, you know, you can uh, you, by lifting your head, you can kind of tweak the the shirt. Yeah. But with raw, who cares? And I think that's a lot of the reason why people are like, think the USAPL or IPF have dumb rules when they look at it and compare it to the USPA. And they're like, fuck these, you know, guys that are like, you know, super strict Nazi judges versus USPA. I just want to go lift some heavy weight. I can have my heels up. I can have my head up like I normally do. And I bench the weight, you know? So I think... 
for Raw, maybe the bench rules need to be looked at. Yeah. I mean, I would be okay with people being able to pick up their head because, honestly, I, I can't fucking possibly... I can't pick up my head when I bench. I bench like shit. So, like, if you want to do it, go ahead. I'm, you know, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you want to yeah. crush your rib cage, go ahead, right? Yeah, yeah whatever. It's at your own discretion. If you want to bounce it off your rib <laughs> your cage and just crush your rib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at a guy like Joe, right? You're You're, like, a thick person. Your head, if you have a neutral spine... Like doesn't even sit on the bench. It's one of them because your back is thick. If you watch like Blaine, so you have to act guys like, thicker yeah. than me. Brian Siders, guys with huge backs, actually push your head. Yeah, push your head back in a non-neutral spot. I've always hated touch. the head rule because it affects me, but yeah. I see the reason why because I am one of the biggest gear whores on the planet. Yeah, I see the reason why you. If I if I could lift my head, I'd be I'd I'd probably miss. Yeah, you know. 50% less benches, which is basically two-thirds of my benches. So Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, it goes back. You know, they added the head rule but got rid of the belly bench. If, you know, you weren't allowed to belly bench, you had to touch, like, on your sternum, yeah. like, across the nipples, then, you know, lifting your head is less of an advantage. And so, which is basically fucking impossible in a katana. Like, yeah. good luck touching your nipples in a fucking katana. So, well, I, I, yeah, and then, you know, with the, with the belly bench rule – now where you're allowed to that I mean, we've seen well, the bench numbers explode do you think it's because of that rule or because of oh yeah 100 percent, right equip benches are up because the belly bench rule changed so you can wear a tighter shirt and still be to the rules where you couldn't back in the early 2000s but let's get back to the original point like let's just go around like you know i think that the raw bench rules could be changed to have no pause no one cares about the head rule take it away right and i think there should be no no pause at all. Yeah. You know, what do you think? You think uh, lifter's discretion pause or no pause? I say for raw, no, you know, no pause. What about you, touch it. I don't think you need to pause for raw or equipped. I mean, maybe you could. Yeah, I think uh, the equipped yeah. rules should just stay the same. Well, it, but it you helps, could have like but, a coach, yeah, like tell you to press. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you show up at the meet, I'm yelling at you by two board where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could tell you when the bar section is yeah, too. I don't think it's needed e- in no. either. Could really. you? Yeah, of course I no could. No one knows. I'd, I'd tell you hold it until, you know, yeah. people were convinced that you were touching anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think it's interesting. We don't want to keep going on bench rules. But, um, you know, I think I think Greg Panora <laughs> is a fucking smart guy. Yeah. We should definitely uh, slide in his DMs and see. I mean, he's in Maine. Like, maybe we just, we'll just like, drive there. Hey, man, can, can we come see you? Yeah. <laughs> Bring this show on the road? Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to hear what everybody else thinks. Uh, maybe stick a little stick a little poll on your story or something, see what the, what yeah, the people say. Yeah, just hit say. us up. I mean, one, yeah. you know, one thing I want to talk about that got the people going that we haven't talked about is yeah. the bolts. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of um, feedback on the bolts. Shout out to all those who sent me training videos and reviews and pictures. Um, some really good stuff. So, you know, we went through the whole bolt saga in one of the episodes. We don't have to go back through it. But basically there was one major, you know, physical flaw with the shirt. You know, where the, the thick collar did not connect to the top of the sleeves. And there was tearing in that section that would be, be between your the top of your sleeve seam and the collar. There was a section of fabric here that would just tear, causing me to almost die a few times, bomb out of some pretty huge meats. And my main concern, even though we ordered four of them, because it seemed like in photos that that problem was now fixed, 
Um, a lot of you guys had sent me photos and reviews saying it is fixed. This is what the shirt looks like. Didn't hear any popping. You know, one of the things when Quentin Meyer and I used to work in bolts, not together, but we used to talk about it is when you work in a bolt, you hear, it's like you're microwaving popcorn. Crackling. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently that's not the deal anymore. And uh, I got some just, I mean, I, I've said on record, it, it is, it gives you the most pop. It's just like if you hit a bench right in a, in a bolt, it just flings up. You just have to catch it at the top and hold it. It's like you're not even benching. It's great. Um, I know Julian swears by him. Well, yeah, you know, we can talk about Julian's performance too. Yeah. Um, at the Atlantic nationals, but, um, these guys are basically saying they're, they're already hitting, you know, above their PR and they send me videos and it's fast. And I'm like, that's what I remember. Um, you know, before it all went to shit. So, you know, I, I contacted Inzer about our order. We did order four of them. It's going to still take a few weeks, but we, we we will definitely have a, you know, a, a live review of the bolts and let everybody know, you know, basically everything I wear is, is used to be Inzer. And then I started wearing a Titan shirt and then started wearing more Titan gear. If, if the bolt is something, you know, I, I'd, I'd consider going back to, to all Inzer if, if we could, we could work out a deal with them. And something Alex wants to do is um, maybe have them involved with the pod because yeah, we got to get this pod <laughs> up in the air, somehow propped up a little bit. I mean, we'll see what happens. Peachy and I both uh, ordered a, well, we got 46s? 46, yeah. yeah. A little they aggressive were, sizing for you boys. We're both 105s. Our our chest measures about 46, so we ordered according to to what their recommendations are just to measure your chest size. So we'll see what happens. I mean, me and Peachy are supposed to go head-to-head in the December Mass Rhode Island State Championship. <laughs> yeah. We're going, Putting Peachy on the spot. I mean. We're going dick-to-dick, head-to-head. To be honest with you, I don't want to do the meet because I'm lazy, and I, it sounds like a lot of fucking training for like a local meet. Yeah, but I might do it. I mean, for the pod, do it for the. I might pod. do it. For well, the I mean, pod. this right, is a, this is this a calling out, out. We're calling out every 105 in Massachusetts and Rhode Island to see who the strongest is. And so we got Chris Vick, Vickery, national mm-hmm. national champion. Chris Vick is actually good collegiate at national by the champion. Way. Collegiate junior national. world team member. Yeah. Um, really good powerlifter. Maybe not in so recent years. He had a child and got married to, you know, the beautiful Shayna Vickery. Yeah. So I got a DM but from he's, him. He's he supposed like, to be coming back. He said, I guess I better start training. And we have, of course, Luis Jaimes, right? Oh, he's in. He's two, always two in. Time Two-time US open world open, team member. Open world team member and U.S. national champion. Two-time bench team member. Bench um, team member. Yeah, he's he's a, he used to be a good lifter. Is he the reigning 105 bench bench only U.S. <laughs> yeah, champion? Yeah, he is, actually. Yeah, he it's is. It's fucked up. He's, he's lucky I didn't show up, that motherfucker. I'd whoop his ass like I did see, the year before. See, Peachy loves talking a lot of game. The thing is, man, is like... He's got to back it up. The thing is, like, I don't like training for full power meets anymore because I don't enjoy it. Like... It's just too much. You know what I mean? Like Neither I really, I, dude. I yeah. know, but that's why I like doing bench meets. Like if we were doing a bench meet, I'd bench in my shirt fucking, you know, whatever, every week for two months and then show up at the meet and try and bench as much as I can. It would be sick. But like <laughs> the idea of like dude. thinking about having to lift after I do a max squat and gear sounds fucking terrible. You sound kind of like, <laughs> you sound kind of like fucked up. a pussy to me. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> hey, no. I mean, it's great. I, you know, I'm not. 
No, here's I was the joking. thing. I use here's that the word thing, Bab. Here's the thing, Bab. Is I would do it. <laughs> you know, bend your knees, PG. <laughs> I would do it if like bend we were going to go to nationals. Like I bit the bullet and like qualified for Nats at a meet in March. Yeah. Like this past March, whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this to get ready for nationals. Like nationals is going to be sick. I'm going to do nationals. But like. You all know, right. at the same time, I'm not really trying to do like right, another guys. meet. All right, all right. Uh, I'm calling them out. We'll, we'll you know, there. we'll follow up on this. Who's in the meet? Who's not? All right, let's let's leave it up to the viewers, right? Do you want to see me do the meet against? Oh, Babel you're an idiot. Little? You're done. Oh, you're, you're done. You're in the yeah. meet. And number two, if I can get if I can get at least one person who's convinced that I'll be able to not finish last, I'll definitely do it. You got me. No, actually, you don't. Um, yeah, no, you don't. So we got to see like what the, we got to see what the bolts do, man. The bolt yeah. is like the this. That was the point I was getting to. Me and Peachy got bolts. Yeah, yeah. what'd you get a bolt for? You yeah, know? Why for do the meat bench, bench only. Then I'll yeah, coach I all you guys. I already said like, that I would do that. I already said I'd do it bench only. All right. Well, the bolts are coming. We're excited, right. and and the feedback is positive. So I know a lot of equipped lifters are out there, and a notable lifter who has whooped my ass a few times in recent years Julian Johansson great J- Johansson great guy from Iceland world record deadlift holder absolute fucking savage um he's been wearing a bolt and you know I noticed these things the last couple of years from wearing a bolt you know his bench all of a sudden went from 683 727 all of a sudden yeah. and last weekend you know he uh he hit he hit 728 he chipped his own record I think it's the old bolt too yeah and then he um he he took a twenty kilo jump to three fifty seven seventy one, and uh, he basically pressed it and then went back into the racks and it was no lift. It's just insane. Like to think about two years ago, he benched three ten at a world meet. Uh, still out told me because his, his huge deadlift when I benched three forty seven, but uh, now he's benching three fifty, and basically all he did was change shirts. I I know he trains really hard. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that's basically all he did, but. There has to be some part of it is that the bolt is is just a crazy piece of equipment. Yeah, I, I listened to him talk. He was on Equip Bruce Tired, and uh, I was curious to hear from hear you know hear him talk. And yeah, he he basically said once he once he put it on, his bench went up a lot, and yeah, he's happy well, with it. He doesn't really like Titan. He calls it Teton. 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 But he doesn't really like Teton. I mean, Joe, you were gonna bench eight hundred pounds. At, in San Antonio. I'm still trying to bench as much as I would have in 2015. That's what I mean. When I was wearing a bolt. And, and you, you benched, didn't you bench like 744 at some meet or whatever in a katana in Gertrude? Mm-hmm. And then very, like like basically the next Gertrude year. Gertrude was the name of my shirt, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And then like a year later or whatever, you benched in the bolt at Nationals and you're... you're no, I smoked 749. Attempt, but yeah, it was yeah. 749. And you were going to go to 360. Yeah. It's so. just that the ships were tearing left and right. Yeah. Also, like, I can't stress this enough. I still, five years later, have permanent scars on the back of my triceps from, you know, the bolt ages. And the bolt ages are coming back. So there was blood. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it because it just was like someone was stabbing me in the triceps, making me bench like it was sick i loved it um so hopefully my total goes up like julian's because if i do the math on you know his attempts he was um gonna chip my best total and you know whether that was purposeful or not i think he was just really lifting trying to break records but you know it's a little scary he's a young guy i'm i'm riding out somewhere there's no sunset i'm just riding so you know things have to happen but impressive stuff and 
definitely uh something to look at that he's been wearing that shirt and yeah so we had to bite the bullet yeah i guess once we get them definitely we'll probably be posting and maybe we should I, I don't know like we should i think we've been talking a bit about chopping up some of these podcast sections like smaller more digestible clips and just posting them as little youtube yeah, videos a little sherman vid little sure, sherman story yeah. about jeans quads or and jesse kellum getting smushed or like kurt kowarski throwing a coach through a plate glass window yeah so if i start chopping those videos up i'm curious if people would want that or watch them or you know be interested in that but then also if we should throw together some some footage of uh us messing around in the yeah you got a lot of you got a lot of love on your um your story the other night of you guys maxing out well peach (laughs) peach pulled 573 and then missed 591 and he had a 150 pound handicap to you and luis who were maxing out block wagon wheel deadlifts which you guys it's a stupid man challenge you guys got him (laughs) i should have stuck to my guns with 160 that was my original number and then Luis is like, you know, oh, I won't do it unless we do one. Luis is a negotiator. You know, you might be a gambler, but that kid's a negotiator. Man. Well, the the reason why I took it is because once I looked at the blocks and I knew that he did seven twenty five and basically missed it in his suit with the regular wagon. I'm like, this block is not going to give him like way more than the suit yeah, gave him. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? He'll probably do like around seven twenty five and it'll be fine. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they got you. But, but, yeah, they but got me. people people loved your little show. I, I was not involved. I was trying to just do a light drink session and cook you guys dinner, you know, <laughs> like usual. And yeah. uh, you guys were just going on and on and at it, but people loved it. People loved yeah. it. It was fun. So, so maybe they want to see some bolt, some bolt loaded, yeah, bolt I mean, action rifles. Let us know, you know, <laughs> if, if, if something like that would be interesting to you guys and we can throw it together. Because it takes some effort to, you know, film it and chop it together. Not, you know, not that much, but I would do it if, uh, if people want to see it, basically is what I'm saying. They probably want to see Joe lifting it, not really, you know, me and PG, but. I mean, I'll, I'll take 750 off a two board. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, um, we'll, we'll review it. We'll give the feedback. I mean, Peachy and Joe are definitely more experienced, equipped benchers than I am. I've, you know, had my fair share of it, but not not in recent times. So maybe it would be good for, uh, you know, that perspective from someone that's less experienced as well, working one in. Um, we can just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. So, you know, I think uh, Fort Collins this weekend, then when we get back, yeah. episode 20, Remains to be seen if we'll have a guest or not. We got some people in the pipeline. We got one guy definitely who we can get on anytime. That's going to be a real. Yeah, we're going to have a guest. Um, he's a very well-decorated lifter, both in the tested you know, USAPL IPF and an untested. Um, and he's very candid about drug use and you know that whole dark side of powerlifting and bodybuilding and all of that. So I'm super interested in that because... I think it'll be really fun to talk about. Everyone's curious about it, even though, you know, we're IPF, USAPL. <laughs> Everyone wants curious. to know. How curious. You've been standing on the edge of a cliff for two years. I mean, come on. We've, we all watch, <laughs> you know, Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler and, yeah, you yeah. know, freaking Larry Wheels and all these guys. So Fuck it, you, Dan Green. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that. 
you know, uh, maybe uh, we we got him. We just got to schedule a time. And, yeah. So you know, maybe that will be episode twenty, or maybe it's just more of our our fucking faces. But either way, yeah, we're gonna have gear talk, but it's a different type of gear. Yeah. Gas talk. Maybe we'll have both gear talks in that episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a gear talk and we'll have a a talk at the gas station pump. <laughs> we'll have a chat at the pump. Yeah. Well, um, it's one o'clock in the morning, Wednesday night, so I think we're gonna shut this one down. But uh, hope you enjoyed it. It's a little bit of a breather from our guests, and uh, definitely be on the lookout for future pods. We're gonna try to get one in, um, you know, next week when we get back from Fort Collins. Yeah, again, it's uh, twitch.tv slash Alice McLean for this weekend. Um, Friday, I'm doing a single-ply roundtable, and I think MAS Wrestling with Price, where we're just pulling a stick. Yeah, what are the odds on that, Peachy? I like Joe. Huge yeah. favorite. I, I don't mean, train with I straps. Weight, I think weight is important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing is, too, is it's conventional stance, you know, so there That's you true. go. Bryce doesn't have yeah, it. Bryce the, is a strong motherfucker, though. Listen, we got, we got Bryce segments planned. All right, let's. But and then Saturday, I got donut eating. I got a quip bench, and a quip deadlift. It should be badass. We're gonna be out there with Kelsey. Um, she's doing just pretty much the same stuff I'm doing. We're just gonna go and show people how to lift in gear. It's gonna be awesome. So uh, tune into that, and then look out for episode twenty. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah. All right. Take Peace. care, guys. See you later. Subscribe. <laughs>